What's going on, everybody? It's be your boy DJ Anonymous with Sports Biz Music, the podcast episode 23. And I got a special guest, DJ Luna. What's going on with you? Hey. Now, I, I see you, um, you've been working a lot, you know, um, from just doing my, you know, my research and things like that. But I'm pretty sure there's some people that know about you, but you still need to have people like know of you more. Right. So uh, tell a little bit, like, brief, like, so, you know, about your story. Um, I grew up in Miami. I'm originally from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been DJing for about a year now. For a year? A year. One year. Wow. It actually wasn't even my idea. It's a long story. I could tell you the short version or the long okay. version. It could be long. Yeah. Okay. So um, the way me and Wale met was through Twitter. Okay. So I just always talk shit on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. like tweeting my opinion on music that came out. Mm-hmm. And um, out of nowhere, one day he followed me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even notice that he had followed me until someone messaged me saying, yo, I see Wale follows you. Can you can you send him my music? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Wale follows me? Like, I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. I went to his page and I saw that he was following me, you know, verified page and everything. Mm-hmm. And then like, what would be your first instinct? When you see someone like that big following you, what would you do? That, that, I'll hit them up. Right. Because they notice me or something exactly. about me. So I didn't do that because that's <laughs> what anybody would do. Yeah. Right? So I waited a couple weeks, just kept, you know, like tweeting, talking yeah. shit. I actually had a blog at the time, a hip hop blog. I would just um, post articles on like music that came out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one day he messaged me. He said, I love your enthusiasm. Like, I want you to be a part of my team somehow he's mm-hmm. like I don't know how but like you you need to be on my team mm-hmm. so from there we started like going back and forth like brainstorming seeing how I could become a part of every blue moon and we ended up landing on you should learn how to DJ mm-hmm. and I was like okay <laughs> so yeah I started taking classes mm-hmm. that was November of 2016 mm-hmm. and then by March of 2017 I was starting to so you, you know how to like scratch and all that stuff? Um, I mean, that's not really my style, but I know how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I prefer to just mix. I love like hearing songs smoothly transition into each other. I'd rather do that instead of just scratch okay. and drop the next song. You okay, because I mean? I'm, I'm the same way because... Um, I like I, to actually like make the songs like yeah. talk to each other. You yeah, because I mean? when I started DJing when I was 15, mm-hmm. I didn't have like the, the, you know, the actual DJ set and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I had a computer. Right. You know, so I had virtual DJ, so I just play the song and then to the next song. That's how I should do my mixtape, just, you know, ease it off. But then once I got networking and stuff and people from up north was like, oh, you should scratch it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I tried it, you know, um, Shout out to DJ Illusion, he a DJ from Broward. Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, he based down south and like, I've come there a couple times and like, he'll teach me the vinyls. Mm, I've been trying to yeah. find someone to teach me how to play on vinyls, so I'm gonna hit him up, thank it's, you. It's, 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 it's like a whole nother like. It's different, right? <laughs> so, before the DJ and stuff like that, um, where did your music, where did your love for music start at? So my dad was actually in the music industry. Mm-hmm. So just growing up, he exposed me to so much. My dad was taking me to concerts when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like so, it was just my life. So I just naturally like fell into it. Even though I had never considered a career in the music industry, I've always made playlists and like you know spoken on albums coming out and 
to a lot of concerts and stuff like that. So, so pretty much, um, cause you said you was, you was blogging before. Mm -hmm. So that's how. That was really how I first started, and it actually wasn't even my idea to start blogging. Yeah. Um, one day, someone on Twitter told me like, "Yo, like, do you have a blog? Like, I would love to read more about like your opinions." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Nah." And then I ran a poll. And I was like, should I start a hip hop blog? And it got like 98% yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, I gotta do it. <laughs> That's what's up. Man. Yeah, and that was like two and a half years ago. And then I kind of stopped once I got more into DJing because I didn't have time for both. But yeah, that kind of opened the door for me to get more into like that music environment on mm -hmm. Twitter. Like all my followers on Twitter all like love music. Mm -hmm. So they're like my fans. <laughs> So I'm like the opposite, cause I've been doing music and now I'm I'm going I'm going to I tell people honestly it's, it's more like media now, you know, journalism and I'm still, you know, to this day just learning, you know, everything about it, cause like you know, MySpace days, I should do a little blog, but that was like a, a writing to myself. I wasn't like writing for other people, you know what I'm saying? And, Podcast. I was just like, I know so many artists, you know, and there's some people I, I want to know, like to get to know, like. Right. So it's just, it's a whole nother world. It's a grind. <laughs> it's really a grind. So you, um, you originally from New Orleans. Yes. How is that? Music is in my blood. Yeah. How's how's New Orleans? Uh, Cause I actually visited New Orleans before when I was younger, and I always tell, I always describe people. Um, New Orleans to me remind me of Miami. And a land of mixed together. That's a that's good. That's a good comparison. Um, yeah, New Orleans is definitely more, you know, southern. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's. Like, it's like southern hospitality, but it yeah. does have that city, you know, vibe. City vibe. Yeah, but New Orleans also has like a tiny population. It's just a really small city. Like the entire city of New Orleans is like, I don't know, downtown to like Aventura. Yeah. And especially after Hurricane Katrina, a lot of people moved away. Like half my family lives in Houston now. Mm -hmm. um, so we're in Atlanta, LA, all spread out. So you was a part of that like, situation? Well, my my like direct family, my mom and dad and my sister, uh -huh. we all lived here with my grandparents, my uncles, my cousins, my aunt. So you wasn't there when that happened? Okay, because... But, we already lived here. But how was, like... Knowing of that, that happening to your city like that. Terrible. My grandparents, you know, their whole house got eight feet of water. It was crazy. Crazy. Everybody's mm -hmm. house got destroyed. Everybody in my family. Crazy. That's crazy because like, we just had a hurricane last year. And luckily, know. there was nothing too bad that affected anyone I know here. Yeah. But like in Puerto Rico, my mom's from Puerto Rico mm -hmm. originally. And yeah, her uncle's house got completely flooded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got, they was one, one of the ones that got hit a lot, especially during hurricane season last year, you know, so it's crazy. Yeah. You got your EP out called Sunday Morning. Yes. Which is a dope, you know, EP out. I heard like, it. What's your favorite track? My favorite track is Friday, how you sample, well, how the, the producer sampled the, um, what's it, the, the Drake beat? Actually, Drake sampled that original classic song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he used the same sample that Drake used. He that's, didn't sample Drake. That's crazy. 
so nice. So everyone thinks that that's just from the Drake song Zero to 100, but actually Drake sampled like classic soul songs. What song was that? I don't remember what it's called, <laughs> but I know that the producer I got the beat from mm-hmm. and Drake used the same original sample. Mm-hmm. So what to get into more of the you know before we get in detail with the EP, mm-hmm. why did you name it Sunday Morning? I was thinking about names for such a long time, like over a year. I was trying to come up with like the perfect name. And one day I just asked myself, I'm like, what does this feel like? Mm-hmm. Like when would I want to listen to this? Just like what's like the mood? I'm like Sunday morning. Like if I get on a Sunday morning if you wake up and you just want to listen to something mellow, you know, like you would just probably want to put on this tape. So I just called it mm-hmm. Sunday morning. And then the track list was like, well, the project is called Sunday morning. Let me just call it track yeah, days of the week. You had a fellow B. Um, I know him. Um, I can't pronounce the artist's name. Ch- Chillet. Chillet. I'm supposed to be interviewing him next week. Oh, yeah, he works with Fred a lot, too. Yeah, so we actually just, recorded that song in, in Fred's studio. His, his work. So how, like, you know, DJ to DJ, because, you know, I'm working on the track right now, and it's, and it's hard. I was talking to Fred about it, because the beat, someone gave me the beat, but he don't even know who produced the beat. So I'm like, I can't, I can release it for free, but I can't. You gotta be really yeah. careful. Yeah, I can't, I can't put it on iTunes. Mm-mm. But Fred was like. I had to get permission from yeah. every single artist. Fred told me to send him the, the um, song and the he'll probably, you know, put a beat behind that. You Similar know. to it, yeah. Because yeah. I ain't trying to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, you gotta be really careful. I gave all the artists 100% royalties of the songs like I'm not trying to make money off of this project you know I'm not the producer I'm not the artist on it mm-hmm. so like all the tracks that it was just like one producer and one artist I gave them each 50 50 mm-hmm. you know what I mean but they still have to be cool with their music being distributed everywhere yeah, you know yeah, you gotta yeah. make sure that that producer knows mm-hmm. everybody's on the same page because if not they will hit you up like yo take this down yeah because <laughs> I know? always said that you know when I come out with the with my album, like I want everyone to get their piece. Mm-hmm. I just want to create, you know. It's, all, it's, it's like DJ is like the quarter, it's like the, the quarterback or the coach exactly. of a team. Like you got to place people here and there, stuff like that. Even with the track I did, so far I had two artists from down here. Um, one was River Snapper, and another one was named Shamari CNS. And then my, my artist up there uh, from Jersey, Valona Denise, she's dope. Really? really dope. Like I, I gotta push out. I'm show you a link right now. Well, after the podcast, but um, I was just like, man, like this song would be so dope. You know, hopefully, like shout out to Fred and Audacity on Quarter Studio. But hopefully, he'll do some magic and just. Most important part of putting a project together, because you could get a bunch of dope tracks from different people, it has to be cohesive. Yeah. You know, you can't just have random tracks. Like mine, I tried to give it like that whole classic soul vibe. Yeah, but like there was one track that I felt like didn't go with the rest of the project, but the way that I placed it, I was able to make it still sound cohesive. I'm trying to think, what was it? Was it Wednesday, I think? No. No, Wednesday. What was no, it? Because I went out of classics on uh, Saturday. Saturday, yeah, Saturday. Yeah. But you can't, like, the the way that the, how, like, the, how it went, it went from Sunday. A lot of people don't know really Sunday's the first day, day of the, of the week. week. Exactly. But, like, how you went from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. It, it, and I had an interlude. Yeah. And, and I love the interlude because yeah, I was like Gladys Knight yeah. coming. I always tell people like I just 
love interludes and stuff. And the interlude was like they're important. It kind of like mm-hmm. resets your mind before the next track. Yeah. So like, cause that's that's something like unique. That's different. Like. I never really heard, like, I mean, you hear songs about a, a week, like a weekday or a weekend, but you never have a, a, a project that's like Sunday, Monday, two, like literally, you know, and like you can feel each vibe from it, you know what I'm saying? So, um, beginning with the, with the process of each song, like, was it really hard to even like contact this, this, all the artists? No, it was actually pretty easy. I mean, what made it easier was, like, me explaining my vision for the project. Like, I didn't just tell people, yo, I'm working on this, like, let me get a verse, let me get a track. Like, I was like, this is what I'm trying to do, this is how I want it to be, these are the other people that are going to be on it. Like, I tried to, like, really make everyone feel like they were part of it, you know, instead of just, like, trying to reach out to someone for a feature, because then they feel like, all right, like, this is just work. You know, mm-hmm. but when they feel like they're part of something I'm creating, mm-hmm. they're like more passionate about what did, they do. Did all did you just send the the beat out? Did they record it? Not even like I. It really took me over a year to put this together because mm-hmm. I was so picky with who I wanted on each beat. Like all of those songs, there's a few versions like mm-hmm. with other people that I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. want. So, I, I was. Yeah. Uh, you 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 listen to Drink Champs. No, it's, it's like a podcast with Noriega and DJ EFM. Mm-hmm. I don't really listen to podcasts that wow. much. <laughs> but not like DJ EFM, he's like a, um, he originally from LA, but he's, you know, he's Miami, you know, raised, you know, like he's like one of the most legendary DJs down there. Oh, I'm pretty sure I've heard of him, but I can't yeah. say I've listened to the podcast. Yeah. But like he came out with a project like three years ago and he told me uh, cause I was you know we had the same conversation and I was telling him like you know I'm in the process of doing that mm-hmm. and he was telling me he had like a whiteboard of what he listed all the artists that he always wanted to put a track with and, and the artists he wanted to, like he had for example like he had um trying to remember it was like random people like he had Denzel Curry with like an artist from like the west coast you know what I'm saying like but it, yeah, but it went so great. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is like, it's, it's as a DJ, like we have that ear, that ear, you know what I'm saying? Like we like the conductors, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's, just, it's just fun. It's just that I know the only thing that's really hard about putting the project together is, you know, artists got time too. Like they have their own stuff going on, their own brand. Things like that. Yeah, it took so. me a few months to get some of those tracks back. Like, mm-hmm. it took a minute, but it was worth it. Like, Philo, I sent him that beat. It already had Sylvan on it. And it took, like, about a month, month and a half to get it back, but it was worth it. Like, to me, his verse was dope as hell, and I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you can't rush an artist's process. You just gotta, you know, wait. That's why I never set a release date on the project until it was done. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, now the project's done. Now I'm gonna set a release date because mm-hmm. I know if I'm waiting on an artist, I'm not going to get the mm-hmm. song back when I want. Yeah, because um, how, how did you and like, all these artists meet? Like social media? Or social special? media, because half the artists, I never even met them. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that. Yeah, most, mostly from Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like the, the main producer, I think he produced like three or four of the tracks um, just from Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he started sending me beats and I'm like, I like this one. And he's like, oh, I, I have another one that's similar to it. Mm-hmm. And then like he would send me a beat and I was like, no, I don't want anything mm-hmm. like this. So like mm-hmm. he really like figured out what I was going for and sent me like that little beat pack. 
then I have another friend who lives here, who's also a producer, and I had him create Wednesday with the sample that I wanted, mm -hmm. and I had him do the interlude as well. So I kind of orchestrated some of it, and I kind of like chose the rest to like fit, you know? So was you, was you able to like, so were you just telling them like, I wanted like this? You yeah, wasn't like, like the when they created it? No. Like I was, like I was like, I want this instrument here, I want to loop this, I want to put this here, you know, I, I like mentally produced um, a couple of the beats, but I didn't physically, you know, because I don't know how to use that software. Right? I mean, a producer, like, you gotta be on, you gotta, like at the end of the day, like a producer don't just make beats, like yeah. you, you, you the orchestrator, you know, like, right. like Pete Diddy, like he's, you know, He's yeah, a producer. He don't, he don't be like on the, yeah. the software. Uh, yeah. mix, or mixing and stuff mm -hmm. like that, you know. Um, yeah, so basically I, I did that. Yeah. I orchestrated. Mm -hmm. so, and I actually creative directed. Yeah. So, um, influences. Mm -hmm. Who were like your main influences growing up? Like overall? Um, growing up? Kanye. Kanye? Up this whole content. Um, what do you mean as far as like my music taste yeah. or just people I look up to? This um, we could we could say um, people that you look up to, but we also talk about music as well. Um, I've always loved Kanye. I've always been into classic soul like Luther Vandross, Barry White, Otis Redding. You know, a lot of those just like classic soul pioneers were like I was like 12 years old listening to like Otis Redding. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say the, the classic soul era was my influence. No, because the reason why I asked because I could tell from the tape, like, it's, it's, it's like the soul, like the weekend, like I, I heard something like, weekend could have been on, on, the, on the EP. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's that, like, it's just, it's just dope, you know. Um, are you DJing anywhere? Um, yeah, every time I get booked, <laughs> I don't have like a residency, but um, yeah, I get booked out pretty often. Like um, my next show, I think I'm taking a little break um, end of this month into the beginning of April, but end of April, I'm doing um, a show at the Florida Memorial Performing Arts Center. It's, um, it's for the African Cultural Heritage Center. They're doing like their annual like showcase. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be like younger artists, like teenagers mm -hmm. performing. And I'm that. Yeah, you should take advantage of that. That's like maybe that's some you'll find an artist find that's some good artists, yeah. I'm looking know, forward to it. Because it's like I'm be on Instagram and Twitter Twitter to me is is something that's like you find a lot of artists on there. Twitter is my favorite social media app by far. So you really, you really be talking shit on Twitter. I really do. Like a lot of people have like fake followers. I can guarantee <laughs> you, all my eleven thousand followers are hundred percent real and mm -hmm. like people that fuck with me. So like what should like what what should be tweeting about the music like? I'll just like talk my shit, you know. Like let's say someone drops a project, I'll like like say my opinion on each song, you know, stuff like that. And people, you know, respect my honesty. So who you don't like? Who, who do I not like? Yeah. Um, I call them jelly jelly bean rappers, um, like Lil Yachty, Lil Pump, like people like that that just I don't know are. I even know Lil Pump was from down here. 
Yeah, he is. He's a two, like I tell people, he's a 2000 baby. Like, he's literally born in 2000. Yeah, like, so that's crazy to me. It's, it's a different. Like, yesterday I was listening to Planet Rock by Africa Mahata, and I'm like, damn, hip hop has changed so yeah. much. Like, how is what Little Pump is doing even considered hip hop? Mm-hmm. Just because he's talking fast? Like, he, that's not rap. You gotta, you gotta remember, too, like, when he was coming up, like, you had. Chief Keith is like his, you know, grandfather. His grandfather, <laughs> like, and then Little Wayne and them, like the his greats, like our greats is like what Tupac, mm-hmm, you know, Biggie, Biggie you know, Jay Z, mm-hmm. Nas, like those like our elders, and then we have like the J Cole's, Kendrick's, you know, they are like uh, Wale, Wale, of course, <laughs> you know, um, that's like when we was in college and still school, like we. Well, were I'm actually pretty young. But I still like always looked up to the people mm-hmm. before my generation. Like I was born in '95. You borderline. '95 is you know. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, it was Kanye, it was Lil Wayne, it was Jay Z, even still. Like Jay Z was really popular like in the early 2000s. Um, yeah, you made it because. Nine, uh, we always say it's a difference between the early 90s and the late 90s. Yeah. 94, 95 in the middle, so, mm-hmm. you know, you good. You know, 96, 97, all of them, and I'm just saying, because my yeah. nephew, he was born 96, um, and Chief Keith, I'm like, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, Chief Keith, he, he kind of grew on me a little bit. He had certain songs. But I know, like, but I like yeah, that's but the only song I know. I couldn't really listen to, like, a whole album, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had singles. Right. You feel me? So yeah. I can't listen to like I don't know, like maybe I'm I'm getting old, I'm twenty six, so I'm, I'm getting up though, you know what I'm saying? So um so you work with Wale. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, there's been a lot of conversations, you know, from I mean they, they getting older themselves now, you know, they but they still like the new like the how you call it, the new leaders now. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Wale, the Kendrick's, the J. Cole's, uh, Big Sean's. Uh, why do you think Wale was never really taken, taken seriously? Because um, he's actually passionate. Mm-hmm. He's not just someone who's doing it for money or for fame or someone who's just like, you know, I know I'm good at rapping. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, rapping is his life. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a poet. Like, Because I'm probably like, I'll be the same way. Like, you talk shit about me. I'm not going. I have a I have a different way of showing aggression. Like, I'm, I'm petty, so like, I'll probably throw up a meme or two here and there. You know, Wale, he's more. I, I, I don't don't bash me, but I say he, he's he's emotional with it. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that, but he's emotional with it. You know, 
For sure. J. Cole, he's more like steady. Like. But what's crazy is they probably get the same amount of hate. J. Cole has gotten yeah. so much hate on the internet, but he mm-hmm. doesn't embrace it. So when everyone says like, oh, who's the most hated rapper? No one's going to say J. Cole because he's not acknowledging it. You know what I mean? <laughs> people are going to mention the people yeah. that are actually acknowledging yeah. it. So what was like your first um like album that you ever bought music wise? You don't have to be. That I ever what? Ever bought like yourself. Uh, uh, Nellyville. Nellyville? I think so. Okay. I was like, I don't know, what year did that come out? Like, 03? Mm-hmm. 01, maybe? Yeah, I was super like, young. I like, didn't even know what I was listening yeah. to. But yeah. Yeah, mine was and Maybe, um, the Eminem show? I know, like, every word to that shit. Eminem was huge Classic. when I was growing up. Huge. Classic. I don't want to listen to his new album, though. I'm scared. No, me either. I'm not even <laughs> going to. Like, that's going to ruin his older stuff for me, so I'm just going to... From, from what I heard, a lot of people have different opinions about it. Some people say they like it, but it's still kind of, uh, some people just don't like it. I'm like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't even want to find out, honestly. I'm going to just stick to his classic. <laughs> do you think, um, speaking of Nelly, do you think Nelly is like one of the underrated artists of all time um, because he changed the game? I feel like he did have a really big impact on the game back then, but he's just kind of not spoken about anymore. But I feel like once you get really like deep into a conversation of like who's who the greatest are, his name might come up. Cause I, I, you know, you may call me crazy, but I put Ja Rule in there too. Like no, Ja Rule had bangers. Cause I forgot. He had hits. Cause I forgot what I was listening to, but it was like Ja Rule is like. I think it was the, the uh, Joe Button podcast, mm-hmm. but he was saying that uh, one of the dudes was like, Ja Rule has more hits than 50 Cent. I could agree yeah. upon that. He might, honestly. And like a lot of people don't take hits into account when they're talking about like who's the greatest, but that shit matters because mm-hmm. there's people who could wrap their ass off for days mm-hmm. but can't make a hit. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you can make consistent hits, like that means something, mm-hmm. you know? like. Mm-hmm. Might not have like, one classic album that everyone can just name off the top of their head, you know, but he's got a lot of like billboard, you know, spots. Yeah. Do you listen to female, you know, rappers as well? Um, not as much as I wish I did, and like, I'm all for female rapping, like, we can do anything, but I just naturally gravitate to male rappers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like, I listen to like No Name or like, well, like some like Lil' Kim sometimes. Maybe some like Rhapsody. The old Lil' Kim. Yeah. Right. Not the new. I, I haven't think. I heard new Lil' Kim. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, I stopped listening to Lil' Kim after she was raw after. 0506, she was, she, was, she was straight, you know, she did that song with Trip Daddy and Sugar. Like Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott, that's, mm-hmm. she a legend. She's a mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I have, uh, you listen to Lauryn Hill, right? Mm-hmm. That's everybody into. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that she needs another album to become, um, just like to be solidified? No, she's already solidified. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can, but I feel like once you're, like, solidified as, like, a, a legend, mm-hmm. why, like, 
try to add to that and like possibly fuck it up you know because you can try to make a comeback album and a lot of people will bash that shit and and that's one of the reasons why I, I asked because I had this conversation before and they always said that why I come out with an album because I said, you never know, she may come out with an album that could just relate to all generations. Mm-hmm. And that would definitely solidify because some people still question. I don't question her. Mm-hmm. But like the next man, the next woman be like, Lauren Hill, like she need to come she needs to come out with an album. I'm gonna tell him to go listen to Miss Education again because yeah. no she doesn't. <laughs> what about three stacks? Cause he didn't he kinda in the same book. He never had his, you know, solo his, album, yeah. but I feel like Outkast has so many great albums that does he really need to do his own solo album? Like, Outkast was a duo. Why does he need to do something by himself? Because, you know, I mean, technically... I mean, Big Boy did stuff by himself yeah. with, um... What's his name? He has that... Purple Ribbon All-Stars and all No, he has, um... Like, a, a duo with... What's his name? Fantagram. Yeah. Yeah. So, I Talking about from the last album he made, right? Like two yeah. with Fanagram, right? Yeah. I listen to one of them. Yeah, and like I feel like Big Boy can do his own thing independently, or like with a different artist. But Three Stacks and Big Boy just have that chemistry. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he could kill a solo album by himself, but he doesn't want to. I guess he would have done it by now. Yeah, he would have done it. 2018, he would have done it by now. Yeah, because you know he, he probably has enough like loose tracks sitting around to make a solo album. Yeah, because he's a lyricist. Like he's one of the top lyricists in the game. But I feel like some people like you know he need to come out with an album and then he'll just jump from the pack into like top five you know like solo artists of all time. I mean, I already consider him top five all time just because of. Now you talking about groups? Top. No, top five rapper like. No, I'm saying like if you talking about groups, yeah, they in the top five. For sure. But But even alone, you think so? I, I, like, Does he have to have a song alone for you to consider him alone? That's 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 the thing, cause that's that's something like she's now. Now we getting we getting the debate now, cause I feel like he I know he could hold his own. That's the thing. That's why I feel like when you see like Big Boy coming out with an album, you know, by himself and things like that. Like I'm like Andre, at least come out with one. <laughs> you know, like everybody still waiting for it. It's like Detox. Like we still waiting for Detox. Now that Cobbin album that was based off the movie, which was good, but we still waiting for that that, that Andre 2000 album that we could talk about until you know we have grandkids, great grandkids, and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know. So I mean, that's 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 one of them tricky. You know. So you'd consider him top five lyricists. Yes. Of all time. Yes. Who, who else is in that top five? Just lyricists. Lyricists. Not delivery. Not clout. I'll put Ice Cube in there. Ice Cube. First, per, my personal lyricist. I never did I something. Haven't, I haven't been through Ice Cube's whole discography. Ice Cube was very underrated. Ice Cube, remember he wrote for like the whole group, mm-hmm. you know, so he's underrated. So I put Andre, Ice Cube. I put Common. I put Scarface. Okay. And it's, it's kind of hard because. Not Biggie. 
Biggie is, is as an artist as a whole. That's kind of crazy. That's the thing because my top five is based off lyricism more than you know, like overall, like. But Eminem. I feel like a lot of people compare Tupac and Biggie, and Biggie had way crazier bars than Tupac. He did. Tupac had that emotion, that damn, I felt that. But Biggie had like the, you know, the rhyme scheme. You yeah. know what I mean? He could, he could give him one word, and he could rap a whole entire mm. verse. Cause honestly, when I listen to Jay, like especially the older Jay Z, I can hear some of Big Biggie influence. Like he really influenced it. Yeah. And it's always a question about like, what if Tupac and Biggie were still here to this day? Like, would you still have you know these new up and coming artists that's rapping like this? Yeah. I feel the same way. Cause time changes. Yeah, exactly. Now you know. You from the South, you know, you from, you know, New Orleans to be exact. Um, we had cash money and uh, no limit. Um, I mean, I know cash money probably, you knew more of because, you know, no limit was even before, like, when no limit came out, I was probably like two, three years old. Yeah, I wasn't even born. But like. I haven't listened to as much classic hip-hop as mm-hmm. I should have, but I've listened to, you know, like, the goats. Yeah. Like, but, but, like, I, all those, like, little low-key underground. Yeah. From back in the day. I haven't yeah. even, like, gotten that far yet. <laughs> but, like, just New Orleans as a whole, because, like, New Orleans got, like, you know, Master P, got Little Wayne, got BG, Manny Fresh. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, all these artists from New Orleans, like, they also been like a heavy influence in your music as well? Not at all. Because I've been here since I was three. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you was here in Miami since you was three? Yeah. So you, 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 you Dade County done. Like you, yes, I am. No, but I still claim New Orleans. Like, yeah. my dad lives there, my grandparents live there, my cousins live there, my aunt lives there. You know what I mean? Like, I spent all my summers in New Orleans, but like, I grew up in Miami. So who's a, who, so who's your, like, artists you listen to from Miami? The most? Yeah. I love Rick Ross. Okay. Um, I like Denzel Curry a lot. Mm, Denzel Curry. He's still underground, but he, you know, he made it to the double XL cover. Um, I mean, I feel like now we're starting to get a lot more, like, really dope Miami artists. I feel like back then it was only, like, two live group, Trina, Trick Daddy, and Ross. Like, who else was, like, huge? Yeah. But I feel like now we're starting to get a lot more like kind of Miami artists. Yeah, because when I was uh, talking to EFM, mm-hmm. you know, he was around with that booty shaking music and stuff. And then Trick Daddy was like that bridge from booty shaking to lyricism. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was very influenced from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So then you had the Trinas, the Rip Rosses, the Pit Bulls. And then now, you know, besides Little Pump. I still gotta respect them. They they no, doing their thing, yeah. but you got the Denzel Curry's. You got this whole crew is really yeah. dope. They could all ride. You got all these artists even from Broward, cause I had a um, Broward, a couple of Broward artists. He had his group. And I'll tell them like, you know, when I was younger, you know, even before A came up, I'm like, you know, coming from Miami, you know, we had that pride, even though we all from the same state. It was like and Broward and Palm Beach and all them, they ain't, got, they ain't messing with us, but now it's like Kodak, Broward. Kodak really put Broward on the map. No, he's from Palm Beach. Oh, he's from Broward. Oh, I thought he was from Palm Beach. Uh, yeah, he put like north of Dave County. 
like on the map. Like everyone fucked with Kodak when it first came out. Wait, so you don't think Ace Hood did that? I feel like Ace Hood came and went. Nobody's still talking about Ace Hood. Like it may be in Miami, like yeah, he did that, but like outside of like locally, nobody's talking about Ace Hood right now. You think because you think the fact that because he was signed with Cali for too long? No, I feel like when was the last time he dropped something? I don't know. He dropped something recently. But like, who's still listening? I do. Really? Okay, that's you. I don't know. I'm talking about like. Like nationwide, you know what I mean? Like if Kodak drops something, everybody in the United States is gonna hear about it. Cause that's Kodak. Kodak to me, he's like a young Boosie. Like, mm. Boosie, you know, when I was in middle school, going to high school, we was always listening to Boosie. Especially when you go to North Florida, mm-hmm. they just listen to a whole bunch of Boosie. Mm-hmm. You know, they're more than like lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know, like, but Kodak, with me, I always feel like Kodak. I feel like he put the younger generation yeah. of, like, South Florida on the map. Like, he was on the double XL cover, like, he, he really blew up. You listen to SX? Who? XX Tussion? Absolutely not. Why not? Because he beats women, and I don't like his music. I mean... He beat women? <laughs> Are you serious? I ain't, I ain't, like, his girlfriend, he be, yes. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to tell you a story. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I listened to his album, and I was very impressed. It was good. But I'm not going to go, like, I'm not going to revisit it. I feel you, I feel you. Because like, off who he is as a person, like, I can't support that. Yeah, because, like, I'm sorry, but, like, sometimes, you know, a lot of us judge. Mm-hmm. So when I looked at him, I'm like, this man probably just do some crazy stuff man. Mm-hmm. well I heard one of his albums because uh, I worked for the county for about two years so it was like you know young teenagers and stuff they're like cause more you a DJ right I'm like yeah I'm like listen to SX Tissy I'm like I'm not gonna listen to him that's mm-hmm. y'all music mm-hmm. but, and I felt old when I said I'm yeah. like y'all music so I listened to him like one of his albums and it was it was dope like you listened to the one that recently came out? No, I didn't listen to it. That one, it was very, like, it reminded me almost of, like, uh, like Nirvana. Like, very kind of, like, rock. Mm-hmm. But still, like, I don't know, hip-hop influences. It mm-hmm. was cool. Like, I, I really, I liked it, but I'm not going to revisit it just off my personal bias. I feel like the least I can do is not give someone like that streams. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you, I feel you. I mean, it's, it's, it's always like that. Like, my mom, she told me, um, I think, last week, she was telling me um, about, like, Shell's gas station when mm-hmm. Barack Obama was running. Like, they was, like, very racial or whatever. I don't, I don't go there no more. The Shell gas station? Yeah, like, I was just like, I'm not going to go there no more. Mm-hmm. It's people out here that's, like, pro this and pro that, but, like, I'm not going to say it and then do it. Like, I'm just, like, I'm not. I'm, a, I'm like, a quiet person. Like, I'm just going to quietly not right. mess with you no more because yeah. of the things I heard. But it's people out here that still do this, still do it and stuff, but but at the same time, we'll be all loud. Like, I don't, I don't prove this and prove that. Right. Like, um, what's his name? The dude with the rainbow hair. Uh, Takashi 69? Yeah. People so would like him, like, yeah, people do like him, mm-hmm. but like he had like a child um, molestation charge, or like I don't know, he had sex with like a girl that was like 15 when he was like 19. 
That's crazy. So, yeah, I just, I don't want to support someone like that. And I don't like his music also, so that makes it easier. I know, but I am, I'm scared. Well, I only heard that one song, the, I don't know, his hit. And I'm really feeling it. Like, I couldn't even finish it. I'm just scared to listen to some of these young boys. Now, some of them are good, but some of them, like, you can just tell, like, you can I don't know, like, it's the same music shit. I don't know how it's played on the radio. As like, a DJ. Even, like, um, Yachty. I hate his music. Mm -hmm. Like, I listened to his album that recently dropped, Lil Boat 2. Yeah. I could not finish it. It was that bad. But I actually like his personality. Like, I watched an interview on, um, what was that show with Joe Budden and Academics? Oh, um... Everyday Struggle. Everyday Struggle, yeah. And I was like, damn, y'all, he's actually, like, kind of cool. But I hate his music. <laughs> like, it's whack to me. So, so, like, what I'm trying to say, as a DJ, especially radio players, do you feel like, you know, it's, 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 um, how you call it? It's, um, I'm trying to say. Is it favoritism in the music industry? As far as radio play? Yes. Absolutely. Like, if Drake drops a song, it's going on the radio. If Cardi B drops a song, it's going on the radio. There are certain people that no matter what they drop, even if everybody doesn't love it, you're still going to hear it on the radio just because of who they are. You like Cardi B? Um, I mean, I support her, but I'm not, like, listening to her music every day. But I'll, like, you know... She, she would, you know, because my, my fiance, you know, she's from New York and stuff. Mm. She's Dominican, so they, they got that pride. Say less. So, <laughs> she was like, I like Cardi, but I like Cardi. But I said, listen, let me listen to some songs. Mm -hmm. I'm like, cool, she good. She all right, you know. Yeah. But I'm waiting for that album to come up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's true. Some people said that she don't need to come out with an album. But I'm like, no, she has to. I don't want to kill that joint. Yeah, Sorry. She's working on it. I saw her too. She's yeah. working on it. She needed, like, she just, I don't, I don't care if it's just one album, just come out with something. Right. And you probably don't have to do an album no more. That, to me, that will solidify her career. Career wise. And, like, with Cardi B, she'll probably be in another level as far as, like, a Snoop Dogg, a Drake, in terms of everybody know her. Right. You know, because. Yeah, she's already, like, a household name. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like her breakout hit was a remix of a Kodak Black song, so we gotta like see what her personality and like what her artistic, you know, strengths really are. And I feel like an album would do that, even though she probably got a hundred people, you know, chipping in on helping her with it. But like, an album really does show an artist's like creative process, you know, how well they are at putting something together. Because anybody could, not anybody can make a hit, but like. It's easier to just drop a single than it is to drop like a whole cohesive project. Do you think because it's, it's a cult following? I feel like once you get to that level, that anything you drop will be praised. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you got a cult following. Um, I'm trying to get. I'm trying <laughs> to get there because once you have a cult following, you can you can do anything. Like you can do no wrong in that in your cult's eyes. But um, yeah, I feel like Cardi already. So she could kind of drop anything and people are still gonna love it. Yeah, so. At least her core family. Yeah, because I mean, like I, I discussed before, like a cult, I would have a cult following and. I have a be, theory on that. No, 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 break No, you go first. No, I'm saying like, I, I feel like I, I'd rather have a cult following because 
be like over being famous and stuff like that because look at like Tech Nine, like look at all these underpasses Troy, look at Nipsey Hustle, you know, all these underground rappers. Currency. Currency, another one. And I even know Currency. And like they're just comfortable in that space because they know that like their fans are gonna support the hell out of them, you know? So Currency isn't even trying to like expand because he knows like he's good where he's at. Mm -hmm. So what's so theory about that? So think about all like the greatest of all time rappers that have a cult following mm -hmm. and like look for a, a correlation in like their nicknames for themselves. All rappers, not, I don't want to say all, but the majority are like the ones that are huge have like something God related in like either their name or like a nickname for themselves. So like Jay-Z, like Ho, Je like Jehovah, right? Drake, Six God, okay. right? Um, Kanye, Yeezus. You know what I mean? And like these are the people who have like them crazy huge followings. Whereas someone like J. Cole, who's like, you know, I'm a regular dude, but I just rap about my life. He has a cult following, but it's not like people don't praise him like if he's a god. Yeah. You know what I mean? What about Kendrick? Kendrick, I feel like he's getting to that like god level, but that's more because he's so different you know he doesn't try to portray himself as like a god but his music is very like like he's not just talking about like like what dreams you know what i mean mm -hmm. like his experiences like in high school maybe in his older music but mm -hmm. i feel like kendrick's style is just so different like even like the damn album how it started out with like yeah, gunshots and like he's just yeah. so like different that i feel like that's getting him to that like godly level yeah because damn i like that over pepper butterfly I mean, Butterfly had its purpose, yeah. but Damn has more, like, replay value. Like, you're going to find yourself visiting it more. But Typical Butterfly was, I think, overall incredible. Yeah, it was. It was an incredible project overall. You might not want to listen to it ten times a day, but I think it was still his best project, like, his best art. Yeah. So, you know, nowadays, you know, we have all these things going on with, like, shootings, um, with the Me Too movement, and also Jennifer, um, what's called Jennifer Equalization, I think. Who? Gender, gender equal, like, equalization with the genders. I'm sorry, I'm... Oh, gender neutral? You neutral, right? my bad, y'all. Don't, yeah, no, don't judge me, but it's, 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 it's nighttime, but... Uh -huh. um, as, a, as, a, as a female DJ, um, mm -hmm. do you get, like... I don't know, like, looks from other DJs, like male DJs as far as, like, how, how she got here so fast um, and like that. I don't think I do, maybe not directly, maybe I don't notice it, but I feel like I actually get more attention because I'm a woman. Like, a lot of people are like, okay, she's a female DJ, she actually has, like, a good amount of followers, you know, she gets bugged to, like, let me see if she could actually mix, you know what I mean? Because I feel like... A lot of female DJs have that reputation for like just being pretty, like they don't know what they're doing. So yeah, I feel like that like kind of gets people to like check me out, like oh, let me see if she could actually like do something. Yeah, because I was every time I see, because like a brotherhood, sisterhood, like mm -hmm. whenever I see, especially female DJs, I gotta duck them up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I remember I seen DJ Hercules one day. Mm -hmm. 
for Omega event, she like she's very humble. Yeah, she's really cool. And I'm, and I'm like, I like, I like, man, listen, like, I, you know, like, I, 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 told, I appreciate you, like, what you're doing for like the coaching, like, and it's different, you know. And I always tell people that, like, you know, we, we, especially like as a, a DJ, like as a family, we need something new, like, all the time, like, we need that unity because you know it was a time to point maybe to this day but DJs and artists was against each other at one point mm-hmm. maybe I don't know I, don't, I think it's changed a little bit yeah because you know you know us DJs want to come out with not just mixtapes but like albums and things like that and it's more of a closer you know like closer relationship mixtape you could just get any song from them or just tell them, hey, send you this instrumental, send it right back, freestyle it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you actually building a, a, a relationship while creating like a, a great like uh, project, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like I always say, that's all just stick together. Definitely. Yeah, I've worked with so many great artists. I'm trying to like come up with an, an idea or like a concept for my next project, but yeah. I'm not sure. Can I be on it? DJing? <laughs> not just DJing, like just. You rap? Not rap, like just say like just, I don't know, like the, I don't know a skit or something. I don't know. A skit, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think I want to keep that same classic soul vibe though throughout. You know, at least my first few projects. So keep it like somewhat consistent. But other than that, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what direction I'm gonna go in yet. I don't know if I'm gonna keep it like a day of the week mm-hmm. or like. So for your project, are you gonna come out with like videos or like a tour? I don't know. I didn't really think past the drop. You know what I mean? And like I know it's important like to keep the project alive to come out with like visuals and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I don't know how to approach that. I haven't really thought about it. I don't know. Maybe just sit down one day. You'll probably just be like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. Think it's important to do stuff like that? Yeah, cause like especially nowadays, like you you come out with a project, people it's, lose interest so quick. Yeah, like that's that's why it goes back to you know me when I said like having a coke following is so important because that coke could grow. Mm-hmm. You know, not just five, it could turn to five to ten, ten to twenty five, twenty five to twenty five thousand. You know. Yeah, I feel like I got a lot of good feedback on mm-hmm. this project. I haven't gotten any negative feedback at all. Mm-hmm. Like, not one person told me, like, nah, that shit was whack. Like, mm-hmm. nobody. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm off to a good start. But I also have, like, a lot to live up to, to follow up. You know, I can't drop something that's not as fire. Mm-hmm. I think you learned, though. For a year? You only DJ for a year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, my first event was 305 of 2017. That's what's up. So it's been, like, exact, like, a little bit more than a year. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I have a couple questions before we end the podcast. Who are your top five artists? Currently? We can say, because you're a DJ, so uh-huh. let's do currently first, and then we can do all the time. Okay, so currently, like, just rap? Don't you gotta to give be. me a genre. Nah, that's too broad, because I, like... So you want to break it down to the rap, hip hop, then you want to break it down to pop? Because we could do that. Pop? No, R&B. R&B, sorry, so let's, let's start with R&B. All right, um, R&B. This girl named Mahalia. Mm-hmm. She's on tour with Georgia Smith right now. She's from the UK. Mm-hmm. A lot of people aren't hip to her yet, but I think she's really dope. Send me a link. I will. Um, 
don't even know who that is. No. It's actually Smino's girlfriend. Who? Smino. Who's that? A rapper. Um, she, his girlfriend. She's really dope. She was on Mick Jenkins' project. Okay, I know who Mick Jenkins. Okay, so yeah, she sings. She's really dope. Um. I love Childish Gambino. Oh, he, Even though he's been out for a minute, yeah. I'm gonna put him in the R&B category because I like his singing more than I like his rapping. His album, the, the one that came out, it's it's it, it, like I told my fiance, I said it was something. It was so different. Like mm-hmm. it was so like alternative. Like you could just listen to it when you like somewhere like I don't know like mm-hmm. like it made me. I don't smoke, so. Mm-hmm, me either. But it made me like, damn, am I? <laughs> <laughs> but it's something, like, it's one of the feel good albums, mm-hmm. you know. It reminded, me, it reminded me of, you know, when my mom, when she used to wake up every morning, she used mm-hmm. to listen to, like, you know, like them 70s, you mm-hmm. know, 80s type um, music and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? So that was three. Yeah. Uh, four, I'm gonna go with. Like what I've been listening to because <laughs> it's like hard it's, to think off the top yeah. of um, Sir from Sir. TDE. I think I, I heard of him, but so I gotta TDE get on. He is, you know, um, yeah, Scissor, Kendrick, Schoolboy Q, Schoolboy, J Rock, Absol. My my favorite artist from there is Schoolboy Q. Yeah, Kend- I love Kendrick, he's in my top 10, but mm-hmm. Schoolboy Q is just like, yeah, I, I, I can't, I know, I like his um. What was the, the the name of the album? It was Black and White. Yeah. Had all his album covers have been Black no, and White. No, but it had a studio on it. <laughs> okay, um, I forgot what it was called. Oxymoron, right? Oxymoron, yeah. I can, I can, it's like, it reminds me of the Black album. Like, mm-hmm. I can just listen to it whenever I feel like it mm-hmm. and don't get bored of it, you know yeah. what I'm So, Sir. Sir, um... Just say, wait, does that have to be currently or all time? This one is, this one is current. Current? Yeah. Honestly, um, Chillette. Chillette. So dope. Chilet. Yeah, CJ. Shout out to CJ. Yep. I cannot wait. I love his music. Every time I go to a studio session with him and Fred, I'm just like mm-hmm. amazed. I, I, I love his voice. Me too. It's so like soothing. Can I borrow him on my, on my album? Oh, sure. Reach out to him. <laughs> So that was R&B. Okay, and I'll top five hip hop. All right, Smino. If you don't know who that is, send me the link. Send me all these. Get people. hip. Yeah. Smino, uh, Mick Jenkins. Mick Jenkins. Sure. I love Joey Badass. Joey, Joey Badass for the new, like the like. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like he's our age. New? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he's to me, he's like still unappreciated. Mm-hmm. Like I heard all his albums. I'm like he's a New York nigga, but. I can relate to him. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if he was to come down... He's my age. He was born in 95. Yeah, so it's just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, bro, you can come down here and stuff. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you just give me that vibe. He's really cool. So, Mick Jenkins, Mino, Joey Badass. Mm-hmm. There's one person who's in both my top five all-time and top five currently. Who? Big Crit. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I have been a Big Crit fan for... Almost ten years, and he just has never disappointed me ever. Um, I actually I have a little announcement to make after. So Bikrit and Wale, honestly, because like he's 
not only do I work with him, yeah. and I, I wasn't always his biggest fan, but now, like, the more I get to know him and, like, the more he releases music, mm-hmm. I, like, get to see his creative process, mm-hmm. and he's just, he's a GOAT, honestly. Like, w- Wale, I would say... That tape he just dropped yeah. so fire. Yeah, the, the EP, right? Yeah, I heard it. It's only, like, four songs. Yeah, right? but, but it's, it's good. Solid. Wale, to me, is like a... If Kanye was, like, a rapper, rapper. Mm. But, no, not, not in a bad way. Like, he's creative. Oh, I know what you mean. And he got that flow. Like, I, like one of my homeboys, um, Lucas, mm-hmm. he's a big Wale fan. Like, we used to, like, we all had, like, our own, like, we was, like, the J. Coles, you know, especially around that period, like, the J. Coles. Kendrick's, the Wiz Khalifa's, the Big Sean's, you know, the Big all of them that came out at the same time. And Wale was, we loved him, but we was like, I don't know, like he was like, like I can relate more to J. Cole, because that's how I am, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, Some people relate more to Wale, Wale's all about yeah. sports and relationships and Shoes. Yeah, and that's you know, that, it just depends what you're into. And that's what I love about Wale, cause sports. Mm-hmm. Like I love sports. all the sports fans are Wale fans, cause yeah. he got so many like football like references mm-hmm. in his lyrics that like if you don't really know about football, like you wouldn't even peep it, mm-hmm. you know. Nah, nah. Um, before we get to like all time, you know, hopefully one day I would love to have Wale on the show, but mm-hmm. you know, in the mistake that you you know you worked with with him last year. Yes, uh-huh. last year, which was dope. Um, he, in one of the songs, and I remember he said in one of the interviews that he's not up north or he's not a south, he's from D.C., mm-hmm. you know, he's DMV. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you hear people like the Clips say that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Pusha T said, too, like, they said, like, more of the Mideast. Right. Um, I had a DJ, DJ Lucky C, uh, from Nine Nine Jams on the show. Yeah, I he was telling me like DC just got a different vibe from all over. Like, I haven't been there. Like I went like once as like a kid, but like I haven't like been to DC like as an adult, so I don't even know. But I feel like when I meet somebody, I can tell if they're from the DMV. Even though I haven't like been there, I can just tell. I'm like you from the DMV area, right? Like I can just tell. It's like when I go out, people like you from Miami, huh? Because <laughs> yeah. I always thought like. Gotta have goals and dress and stuff. They're like, nah, it's just a demeanor. Like you, you're very. Like they tell us, like we're very. How you call it? We still from the south. Like we, we have some, we have some hospitality, but we have like this a city demeanor. With exactly. me, I, I never see myself with a city demeanor. I'm more laid back. Mm-hmm. But like from everybody else, it's like we mix. You know, we a big city. Um, now we get to go to all time R and B. All time R and B. Okay. Okay. Like first things first. <laughs> um, Anita Baker. Okay, that's Auntie. That's from Dave, she's from Miami. Everybody Auntie. Um, I'm gonna try to keep it mixed. Women and men. Marvin Gaye. Okay. His um album in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I can have that on repeat for days. Um. Luther. I just love Luther. House ain't no home. And last, very underrated, but GOAT, Bill Withers. Bill Withers? That's kind of old school. That's real old school. Yeah, we're doing all time. I'm saying, but that's like, 
I'm Millville. That's nah, like my great grandparents are cooking my mom's nah, nah, nah. My dad grew up on Bill. I mean, he's older. He's probably like 70 now. But now nah, he did Lovely Day. He did just the two of us, you know, the classics. I just let his boys be very soothing. Yeah, he's, he's like one of the, like, the pioneers that like opened the doors for like, even like the Ozzy boys. He's like, he's like, Ozzy Brothers number six. Yeah. <laughs> so what right, about uh, hip hop? Hip hop all time. I gotta hear this. Kanye. Why? Cause it's not no. Cause I'm li- listen. College dropout. Had the same influences as me. Me and Kanye both love that classic soul. You know, mm-hmm. college dropout and late registration. He used all those classic soul. Mm-hmm. You know, influences. He used a lot of Otis Redding samples mm-hmm. and like he just really combined the classic soul and hip hop for me. And Kanye was one of the first rappers I ever really listened to. And when I started listening to his music, I was like, oh, that's a Nina Simone sample. Or like, oh, that's a Shaka Khan sample. Or like, oh, that's an Otis Redding sample. Mm-hmm. I already knew the classic soul before I started listening to Kanye. So he kind of bridged that gap from classic soul to hip hop. So I was like eight years old yeah. and I heard Through the Wire. And I'm like, oh, that's Through the Fire. You know what yeah. I mean? So, the reason why I asked because like I put him as all like artists all around. I put him in my top five. Um, rap, hip hop. It's kind of, I ain't gonna lie, it's hard, dude. Cause I, I did, I, I, I'm, I'm, I am that person that say like, Kanye gotta be in somebody top five or top 10, like come on, man. Like I feel like, honestly, I feel like he, some people may write for him probably now, but I feel like the early ages, like the early, like when he was around, I feel like he wrote majority of that, you know? Cause I'm pretty, I think he wrote for somebody. Yeah, his music. didn't even write all his raps and Kanye is not the best rapper lyrically like Please. he didn't have the craziest bars or like the most like metaphors and like you know alliterations but just like his passion yeah. his creative process like I just like all falls down like just like the way he samples stuff like Kanye I saw a breakdown of how he made Jesus Walks mm-hmm. and like the beat is literally a church choir sample of people humming and he turned that into a beat like to me that's like crazy. that's crazy like I just really respect that you know mm-hmm. so Kanye can do no wrong in my eyes unless he comes out with like some trap album or some shit did you like Jesus? I'm gonna be mad I love oh my. Jesus don't even get me started cause we're gonna be here all night Jesus wow it was, was only like two songs <laughs> Jesus was Kanye's protest to music at that time, he was being so, like, scrutinized mm-hmm. in the eyes of just society. And he was like, you know what, fuck all. Like, this this is how I feel. You know what I mean? Like, he he was like, y'all are portraying me as, like, an angry black man. That's that's what I'm going to be. So you was one of the people that was on Twitter talking shit about people talking shit about the album. Absolutely. I, I, I can see that. Like, I, like, if you don't like Jesus, like, you... I didn't, I didn't, I mean, my ears are different, I didn't, I didn't like it, like, I just, I felt that whole album, like, Dark, like, Dark Twisted Fantasy, I just listened to the album, like, this year, and, for the first time, yes, I'm like, the whole album, I'm like, yo, this, this, this album, Graduation is still my all-time album for me, but, Dark, Jesus might be my I, I can't choose a favorite because it depends on my mood. Jesus is your favorite? It might, like, I listen to it the most out of all his albums. He had a couple songs, like, the Chief Keith joint was straight. Well, my liquor, yeah. yeah. I just, like, if I'm in the gym, like, that's my go-to 
You better let me listen to that again. You need to. Like, on your way home, just blast it and just feel it. Like, don't think about it as, like, this is Kanye West rapping. Think mm-hmm. about it as just, like, this is it wasn't this even, is a mood. It wasn't even that. like. And I don't think it was supposed to be lyrically yeah. crazy because a lot of people are like, oh, he didn't really have bars on it. That production was so, like... Insane that imagine if he was rapping his ass off, it would have been like too much. He wouldn't have been able to like appreciate the production, or if his bars were crazy, he wouldn't have been able to appreciate the lyrics because there's so much production like going on. So it's, it's not even that, I feel like it was like perfect. It's not even that, it was just a, to me, it was like it was too much all over the place. To, to me, oh, yeah, I feel like it was very alternative, angry, hip hop. And he was kind of like woke on it too. It was like low key, like his most like woke album. He talked about like, like in um, um, um. I'm trying to quote the bar. He said, "I always like go blank when I gotta repeat something." I'm, I have a whole thread on it on Twitter, like decoding the lyrics. Um, Just know that it's gonna be a part two with us. With Jesus? You're saying part two show because this is crazy. <laughs> the bar that he's talking about walking in the store. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. He be saying some real stuff, but just that album wasn't. I don't know. Like, we, I, I, before before the second time we, we do the show, I'm going to listen to it. I don't know when. Probably when I'm at the gym. I got to mm-hmm. get that vibe. Yeah. So, who's the other four? Um, Big Crit, okay. for sure. He's the one that's in both my current and all-time top five. He's been so consistent. Since, like, 2005, he's been dropping mixtapes. And he's just never fallen off. Like, he has a very cult-like fan base. He's never been huge, but, like, he has those, like, ride-or-die fans. And I'm one of them. Like, I went to Big Crit's concert in Chicago in 2015. Mm-hmm. It was sold out, and it was at a pretty small, like, medium-sized venue. It was sold out, packed, and every person there knew every word to his song. Like, you know what I mean? You could go to a Drake concert, that shit packed, and people only know the words to Hotline Bling and Zero to 100. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like people who are, like, diehard fans. They're just kind of there because it's Drake. You know what I mean? That's why I went to the Cole concert last year. That was my actual first concert ever going to. And that shit was crazy. Like he talked, he he sung songs from his mistake days to like currently. I'm like, bro. So I can't I imagine a big crit. Yeah. I can't imagine a big crit. Yeah, I I say like you're not kind of a big crit fan. Like you either love mm-hmm. him or like you listen to yeah. him like occasionally. You know what I mean? Like there's no like in between. Nah, he one of them boys like even they feature on the song like him or Cole. Or, oh, I have a little announcement about Big Crit. So, track two. It's exclusive, on, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, exclusive. Track two on Big Crit's album. Mm-hmm. I mean, on my album. Sorry, Sunday morning. Um, it was Big Crit's like artists that um, were on it. Um, Josh Waters and Quavius Black. Mm-hmm. Um, they are opening for him on tour. Mm-hmm. Performing my song. And what? They're performing my song. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. They're performing man. Monday. So I'm going to be at the New Orleans show. I'm going to record it. 
Yeah. And it's crazy for me because I've been a big Crip fan like mm-hmm. since I was fucking like 15, and now his artists are performing my song. That's what's up. Crazy, right? I'll coach at the right time. I know. <laughs> so that's actually how I found them. Big Crip's brother follows me on Twitter. He was like, oh, I have a couple artists, you know, like check them out. Mm-hmm. And then when I started working on the tape, I messaged him. I'm like, oh, look, let me get them on it. Fast forward. But that's how it should be, though. Like, you always gotta, you know, before you meet that person that you always want to work with and stuff that you always admire. Like, I explain to people, like, I hit up everybody, like, you know, before, like, we go on my show. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy, like, all the responses, like, you know, even from, like, the YouTubers I saw rocks when I was in high school. You know, I'm like, you want to be on my show? You know, so it's just like, it's them, that baby steps to get where you want to be at. You know what I'm saying? So, you gotta keep running. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen. So, who's the last three? Last three. Go with Rock Him. Okay. Very underrated. Yeah, he is very underrated. That album, Paid in Full, that was like one of the first hip hop albums that I just like fell in love with. Mm-hmm. You know, and like as I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, Aaliyah sampled this, like on I Know You Got Soul. Like, I just like peeped that so many people sampled mm-hmm. and Rock Him. Number three, mm. um, gotta throw Eminem in there of just because of his influence and just like I really like grew up on Eminem. Mm. Um, number five, I gotta be very selective with this spot. Yes, yeah. a lot of people. I know. Say three stacks. Three stacks. Okay. Yeah. Outcast albums have so much replay value, but mm. three stacks is just the one that resonates with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Big Boy too, but like three stacks just I just feel him, you know? I noticed that a lot of, you know, you know DJs and artists that was born in the middle of the nineties. They have they have hundred two thousand like I have hundred two thousand in your top five. You know we all around the same age. But for me like I always see them as the group outcast like outcast, like if you wanna talk about groups Top five? Absolutely. That's, that's different. Mm-hmm. They ain't my top five. But, like, by himself, like, this is just, just like, just, just like MC, just like lyrical ability. Yeah. Lyrically, he's in my top five. Mm-hmm. You For know, sure. so this, that's a beauty thing about, you know, music in general. There's just so many, like, talented people about it. Um, before I close the podcast, I always like to ask people this. Uh, what do you see yourself five to ten years from now? So this is like your first interview? No. Oh, how about I've done a lot of podcasts. <laughs> how about that? I thought I felt special. I've done at least, <laughs> at least like three or four, maybe more now, like five, six. Well, I don't know if they told you this, but when you blow up, make sure to call me. I'll be one of your main first many interview. people be like, hey, we had the Grammy. <laughs> she won her Grammy. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, for real, cause I always like, <clears throat> I appreciate that. And like from your, 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 your EP, your project, like you from the head that route. You know, I don't just say it to everybody, you know, but honestly, like. Honestly, I don't even know how I got here, you know what I mean? Like people, people try to tell me like, oh my God, you're so like 
successful. How did you get here? I'm like, get where? Like, I've just been working. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't even realized, like, where I'm at. You know? It'll become more real once it's, like, my full-time life. Because I still got a 9 to 5, you know? We all do, Don't pay my bills. Yeah, you know, it helps. But... But the, 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 the main goal is, like my mom told me, take that leap of faith when it's that time. When it feels right. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not going to pass up the opportunity, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to push myself to get there either. I just got to let time do its thing, you yeah. know? So you have any shout outs before? Um, shout outs? Um, shout out to Fred. Shout out to everybody on my Sunday morning project. That project was like my child, and with the help of all of them, I was able to release it. Um, yeah, shout out to Wale for trusting me. Um, I got more coming. Hopefully he'll be on the next one. And I will be there. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be invited to... He'll be on the next project for this, sure. He was supposed to be on this yeah. one, but he was going through that like change of label <sighs> transition. So, so it, not, wasn't, it wasn't the right time. He's not going to be on the MMG no more? No, he's not on Atlantic. He's still on MMG. Oh, okay, I'm about to say. But now he's independent. So now I'm going to have like that flexibility to just work with him. But when he was signed to Atlantic, it wasn't just easy to, you know, release a project that he was on. It was a lot of logistics that didn't work out. But it was his idea for me to even drop an EP. Yeah. He was like, yo, you should put together a little project. That's dope. And he didn't have any input on my creative process, but he gave me the idea to even do that. You know, to even, like, create an EP. That's dope. Well, you know, no, but seriously, though, like, I, like... I was telling artists like just to invite me whenever y'all can to a session because that's what that's what all happened at the session. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I thought about it today. We haven't I, had any sessions here recently that I've been to. He was here last week. We like went to the club, but oh. one time he was here. We went to Cool and Dre's. Yeah, Cool and Dre's. That was cool. I I can't wait to have him. We went him to another show. session with Ross, Sam Sneak, yeah. um, Cool and Dre were there. He played Shine for him. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. You're now Thank part you of the me. Sports Biz Music Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this has been your boy DJ Anonymous uh, with Sports Biz Music, the podcast with DJ Luna. Episode 23. Um, I would like to say before I, you know, wrap up the podcast is that you can, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Audio Boom, just we, just everywhere, you know, but um, I'll see y'all later. We out.